SEO is AEO. Welcome to the show, Louisa Fromm. That was lovely. Thank you very much. I wish every interview could start that way. Well, <laughs> it could, but you could start every interview that way and then you'd force, force it on them. Right. That's we fantastic. met yesterday. You're SEO editor thingy person at the LA Times. Yes, I am. Which I, is really impressive. Thank you. Yes. No, I, sorry, it's impressive because the LA Times is such a, an institution. It is. Yeah. Um, I've been there for about five months now, okay. and it's been a huge privilege. I'm from Southern California originally mm. to work for such a legacy print institution yeah, well, in the I, region that I love. Um, it's really been an incredible ride so far. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the, the big thing about it is moving press to digital era without completely losing their yeah. business model. I mean, they've got a big struggle with that, you guys. Yeah, so it's it's been really interesting because coming into this sort of a newsroom, we have people from all different skill levels. So mm. you have legacy journalists that have been there for 40 plus years. Oh, legacy, legacy journalists, that's a thing. No, it's a thing. Wow. I mean, true titans in journalism who, uh, you know, just completely represent like that print industry yeah. standard. And, you know, now I've really come into this role. they have kind of gray hair with cobwebs coming out? <laughs> I mean, I, I find them like incredibly impressive and yeah. I just, I can't help but bow down in respect um, to what they've done. And then you tell them your title's rubbish. Well, you know, to them, it's like, what is SEO, you yeah, know? Because okay. it's like, they're, they're from a totally different education, different era. Um, but, you know, you have that in contrast with, you know, a whole new generation of youth, you know, stepping in and really transforming the newsroom and making us yeah. very digital you know, first. Um, and that's really where I came in with my role is to instruct the newsroom on how we can actually set up our headlines and our content and our links, et cetera, to yeah. really connect with Google and get the digital results that we want. Yeah, my immediate kind of naive thought was that you actually went in and corrected all their titles and descriptions. <laughs> but it's not like that. You're, you're going in and saying, can we change the way you approach but not change it fundamentally? Yeah, that's actually, that's a really great way to put it because, you know. I cheated Simon Heseltine telling me earlier on. I mean, on that note, it's like, you know, my directors tell me all the time that I there's no way for me to touch every single article. No, yeah. You just can't. We pump out so much great journalism that, like, there's just no way for me to touch all the content. Yeah. But the cool part about my job, then, is that it's really about teaching and mm. training and empowering our staff to okay. understand these concepts themselves and really feel like they want to do the keyword research, they want to set up their headlines appropriately so that they're really earning those results, like, on their own accord. Mm. Um, so that's really the you know purpose I go into work with every single day is to train and teach and empower everybody. Can I make an analogy then? You're, yeah. you're the stabilizer wheels for these for these kids on their bikes. Yeah, and the, the kids have way. got forty years of, of job behind them. And then yeah. you take the stabilizers away and they're, they're flying off on their own. When it comes to the digital world, yeah, I think like in digital news, because, you know, we're just, we're a print institution. Yeah. We've definitely, you know, done things that way hey, for a long time. I'm so. from Europe and I've heard of you guys. So. <laughs> we're kind of a big deal, but in that way, it's, you know, it's a huge privilege to be able to step into yeah. this role and help with that. And so you have a, a critical role in kind of moving this this institution to a kind of new approach. Yeah. And, and, and that's a pretty heavy responsibility. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel it every single day, but I, I take it in a very positive way. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the other places where I've worked, I've been doing this kind of news SEO work now for yeah. about five years. Okay. I feel like it really led me to where I am now, um, just with this responsibility and the impact. It was your destiny. Yes, I'm from <laughs> Southern California, so truly to work for the LA Times is such a huge honor. Brilliant um, stuff. And I think about that every day. 
Okay, now off the LA Times and onto a more generic term, yes, which is we, we were talking about it earlier on the EU directive, uh, which yes. interestingly came into effect in France only for the moment, literally two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and we were talking to Gary Elias early this morning. He confirms that this is a global thing. It's not just, I mean, Europe's imposed this law. Uh, news publishers can opt in to have their content protected, that Google cannot use it in the SERPs. Yeah. But if you put schema markup, it, can expl it explicitly allows Google to use that content. And there are two things there, one of which is schema markup gives you control, sure. and the other of which it's not just European because they're going to apply this worldwide. It could be a trickle-down effect, you know, yeah. where it's like it's happening in Europe. Yeah, I mean, I, I have strong opinions on it. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's a little bit lame of Google to try to really skirt around mm. the proper payment for this content within sure. Google News. Um, that That's my first impression of it. Mm. Um, I mean, I do understand the behemoth that Google is. I deal with it every single day. But... I don't know, I guess maybe I have a little bit more compassion for the publishers because yeah. I do get where they're coming from in that they deserve to be properly paid for this. And, you know, the latest thing that Google has been doing is basically saying, okay, well, you know, we just won't feature that snippet anymore, mm. you know, which I think is a little bit like nanny, nanny, boo, boo, like in how they're handling it, you know? <laughs> I've never heard anyone say nanny, nanny, boo, boo. <laughs> maybe it's a U.S. thing, but... <laughs> Essentially, what nanny nanny boo boo means is, you know, like, okay, well, whatever. If you're saying that, you, you know, like, we can't do this the way that we want mm. to, then we're just going to snake it out from under you and we won't show that content anymore. Thank you for explaining that to me. <laughs> getting me up to speed. But I mean, the thing about yeah. for, for Google is once they say, yes, we will pay for this content from the publishers and it's reasonable, where does it end for them? They can't allow that to happen from right. their business model because Europe, fine the world not so good. And then when you push that outside publishers, everyone is going to start saying, well, I want to be paid as well. Absolutely. Uh, so Google, in inverted commas, didn't have a choice. Yeah. They have to play hardball. It's true. And they're always going to play hardball. They're Google. So in and that way, it's like, I do understand. I really can see both sides of the coin. It's mm -hmm. it's difficult. Um, but I, I like to think that there's a happy medium that can be reached here. Well, well part of it, I was talking to Andrea Volpini about it. I mean, yeah. basically you're saying publishers obviously ha are having trouble with their business model in the digital world. And, and the whole thing has changed over. We're not selling so many newspapers anymore need to find a new business model. And you've got this kind of fight in your mind between I need the traffic because that drives ad revenue on my site. Absolutely. Or signups or, or subscriptions or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to be paid for that. And then I could take the ads off and maybe everyone else would be happy. And it, it, it's it's a bit of a conundrum. And, and where, where is the happy compromise going to come? I mean, I don't know. Like, when I go back to the original, like, principle behind it, mm. I think that does make sense. I think there has to be some compromise on both sides. Yeah. And maybe that's where it comes from because, like, on the side of Google, I, I do think it makes sense for them. You know, basically, they call it the link tax that mm. they would be paying yeah. for this. I, I do see how that makes sense. But I think in terms of, you know, on the other side of it with the content, yeah. like, they also have to have a little bit of wiggle room, oh, too. Yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, so well, well, I don't well, think there are clear answers yet, unfortunately. Well, the big problem is we're, yeah. we're creating this content. I mean, I think a lot of us are creating content to pull traffic in from Google, so the content is designed for that. Yeah. So, in inverted commas, the content pays for itself. But in journalism, you're saying we're creating the content for people to read, and it's informative information, uh, hopefully unbiased uh, and helpful. Yeah. There is a ne necessity to find a way of monetizing that because you're not selling products behind it. Oh, 
absolutely and, is. Yeah, I think that's... Unless you become an affiliate marketer, which would be pretty sad. It would. That would, that would make me sad. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think, like, I, I work in Google News every single day, and I'm in there in that channel. And, you know, I, I don't want to see, like, Google News just become a feed of, like, links. I think, like, including the snippets is very important. Mm. Um, and that's kind of what Google, you know, in terms of fighting back has been saying. Like, we're just not going to display that content. Yeah. And then that takes away from the user experience of Google News, which isn't helping anyone. Yeah, so, and, and, yeah. and then you get the thing is, if one publisher opts in and the other one doesn't, the one who doesn't is going to yeah. get all the presents and the other one... Absolutely. Yeah. So then, yeah, it's just like, how do you set a universal standard? So I mean, yeah. what I'm seeing is, a for me, something positive, and we don't know how it's going to play out, is yeah. you've got schema markup as this way of saying, okay, I can opt into this protection and then feed to Google the content I want it to show, which gives me more control over what Google is showing, which allows me to keep my core content that's really, really juicy and interesting yeah. for my site, yeah. show something tempting to the user, pull them into my site, and, and maybe that's a way for everyone to, to win. I agree. I mean, I, I think maybe you've hit the nail on the head. But like, yeah. <laughs> all is well. We've all just... is well. <laughs> they should just put us in charge. Yes. Of the whole world. Thank <laughs> you very much. Of the whole world. So no, I, mean, I, I agree. I think like the schema aspect could really be beneficial in kind of navigating through some of this. Yeah, I mean, I would... I mean, I get a bit overexcited and very naive about this kind of thing and thinking yeah. that also means that everybody can push this thing out and say, schema markup is a way for me to control what Google shows and I can use it to my advantage because I can keep the juicy stuff on my site, show, allow Google to show the other stuff, so pull people in and, and then maybe everyone's a winner and I'm very naive and that probably is never going to happen. I know, but it's very optimistic and I like <laughs> it and I agree with it. I mean, because I, I think that goes back to what I was saying, which is just finding a, a happy medium yeah. where, where everyone can be achieving the you know goals that they have in this scenario. Oh, but, that's absolutely lovely. And we can end I it there because that's such a lovely sentiment. <laughs> I believe in that. SEO is all about, I like to think SEO is all about positivity and everyone achieving their goals. Oh, so. can I ask one last question? Sure. Do you believe in Peter Pan? In Peter Pan? Yeah. I love Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> SEO is AEO. Thank you, Louisa. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Brilliant. Now I have to do a serious one for him. Okay. Which is... <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason oh, Barnett. Oh, you have to stand oh, okay. in. This, this is all about you, even though it starts with me. Hi, I'm Jason Barnard. We're at LA, Ungagged 2019. I'm with Louisa. Absolutely lovely to meet you. So good to meet you too. Your first Ungagged? My first Ungagged, yes. And your LA Times super duper SEO journalist person? I am SEO editor. <laughs> and how, what have you thought about this, your first time at Ungagged? very impressed with this conference. Um, I've been to quite a few different ones in the industry over the last few years. And what I've loved about this one was really just the diversity of the topics that were covered. Um, you know, I mean, I come strictly from the SEO side, but I've been to a lot of presentations, you know, over the last two days where it's a little bit outside of my zone, but I feel like it's also very applicable to my workflow. Um, and, you know, that's not the case with, you know, all conferences. And I feel like I'm taking away some really valuable information from this Okay. One. Conclusion is Ungagged is really valuable because it's applicable information and help and handy hints to go away on Monday morning. You're going to be absolutely, yeah. It. I, I I think like the keyword to use an SEO term would really be actionable. I Ooh. feel like it's very actionable. Um, you know the insights that I've received from this conference. So I'm excited to bring it back to my team. Great stuff. Thank you very much. That was Thank delightful. Thank you so much. <laughs> is that a good, boss? That's superb. <laughs> <laughs>